So we got our next uh, IQ presenters. Uh, we got Ryan Englander and Nandan Tumu of CRISPR X. How are you guys doing today? Good, and yourself? Yeah. Good. Ryan, you're going to come a little closer so we can hear you. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little about what, what is CRISPR X. So um, CRISPR X is, is uh, it really is a, a revolutionary and radical ap- new approach to apply new gene editing techniques to treat cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so okay, CRISPR. We, uh, people have heard about it. They've seen the, the crazy things. We're going to be gene editing, you know, mutant people all over the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> ca- yeah, yeah. So, so explain it to people, uh, the layman's like myself. Okay. So uh, the CRISPR-Cas9 system uses um, a, a protein called Cas9. So Cas9, you can imagine, as molecular scissors. So it goes in and actually physically cuts your DNA. So if you imagine your DNA is one long string, Cas9 is finding a location in that DNA, one specific spot in that huge strand where it's supposed to cut, and it cuts it. And then at that cut site, you can insert new genes uh, and do a lot of cool things. So we found a way to cut specifically in cancer cells while avoiding normal healthy cells and then we can insert genes that cause the cancer cells to kill themselves and yep. then clear tumor so so and correct me if i'm wrong cas9 or the cas9 uh, gene that was already in our gene pool right it wasn't like a created gene or something it or how is it in humans it was in another organism and then researchers found it and realized what it could do and started bringing it over to their research applications and now you see it being used to treat uh, uh Everything from sickle cell anemia to what we're doing right now, trying to treat cancer with it. Mm-hmm. And so, so let, let's, I mean, CRISPR, it's, it's, it's a little, uh, I mean, w- there was just that, um, that big lawsuit that just happened, right? Yeah. That, that just happened and they got it to the, what was it, to the, not, uh, Princeton, not Princeton, right? It was um, the Broad Institute. The, yeah, Broad yeah, Institute. yeah, yep, yep, yep. And it was the, the two women, right, that, uh, yeah. that got it, right? Right. And uh, so, so how does that work? So they, I mean, they opened up like kind of like the whole plethora of new, um, uh, scientific research, right? I mean, right. That, I mean, everybody's talking about right. CRISPR right now. So yeah. So well, what Berkeley did was Berkeley discovered it, as, as Nandan mentioned, in bacteria. So they patented the gene editing technique in bacteria, and then the Broad Institute, within the year of, of filing the patent, realized, oh my God, we could use this in like live mammals and, and in, in larger organisms, and they patented that very quickly. Um, and the the UC Berkeley got upset because they thought their patent covered everything um, and that the Broad Institutes was too specific. Um, so they got into a, a legal um, fight about that and that actually just got resolved this summer as you mentioned. And so the Broad Institute retains the rights to use the technology in, in large mammals. I think Berkeley's appealing the decision, but that means at some point we probably would have to work with the Broad Institute to license the technology. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so the Broad Institute, house. that wasn't, then there was another in China, right? Then there was a group in China or is that the Broad Institute? The I, Broad Institute is in Cambridge, Mass. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I think Oh yeah, it was MIT Berkeley. It was yeah. the MIT Berkeley yep, thing. Yep. <laughs> Big controversy. East versus West. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. So um so you guys are both at UConn. What what what's yeah. uh what I assume biomedical, engineering, bio like where Yeah. So I'm a biological sciences, uh, our molecular and cell bio and um, chemistry double major. And I'm pursuing a, a master's in genetic engineering uh, or genetics and genomics too. Nice. As nice. well. I'm a computer science major, actually, um, and I've got a minor. I'm pursuing a minor in anthropology. Uh, when Ooh. I got to UConn, I wanted to go computer science and pre-med, but I'm having second thoughts now. You know, um, What I really like is the application of computation into biology. So what I'm doing here with CRISPR-X is exactly what I want to do. And so I think I, I might just you know, abandon 
pursuing a bio-based degree and just go computer science with a uh, specialization in bioinformatics. Well, I mean, and, and like that, I mean, you say that all nice and calmly, but like to me, <laughs> the, I just heard like, oh, I can I can write software for the human biome and, <laughs> and like the biology and just just start changing stuff. Like, it, and that's really, I mean, when you get down to it, CRISPR is that, right? Right. I mean, that's what you heard because I was like, oh, I'm lost. <laughs> you guys went <laughs> yeah, right over my head. And, and then like, I've listened to a few podcasts where it's, it's like crazy. I mean, and this mm. is this is getting a little off IQ, but it's like if you put it into a human, that changes every human after that that comes from that right. human yeah. right so it's like because that gene editing software was just told or the, the right it's told to cut out the bad stuff and mm. implant a new one right so right so we're we're actually we're trying to limit that those sort of off-target effects because that is that is a really big concern it's a and huge moral issue well yeah, yeah right it's the moral and also we just don't know what that would look like in a in you know if you did that to a live human and we don't really want to cross those waters right now so we're we're trying the, our whole method is designed specifically so that we only change cancer DNA which you know we really don't so care you're about not that trying to create CRISPR X-Men no <laughs> <laughs> not at the current juncture no so yeah. uh, can you just can you just kind of tell us uh, where did this come from how did you guys just like get into this so um, our co-founder Matt who's actually who's not here he's on vacation he uh, he I was just in class one day and he knew that I was pretty excited about the CRISPR system and he just asked hey why couldn't we use this to, to treat cancer and you know do it specifically um and i kind of tried to think about it and i was like oh there's got to be a reason why they're not doing this and i thought about it and i thought about it and by the end of the day i realized i really had no answer why they weren't using the methodology that that him and i were were developing and w since then we've been working on we were initially we we're going to do just a proof of concept project and we made a few updates to the system and then realized you know this could be therapeutically eh, therapeutically applicable right now and so now we've decided to, to fund a company to start it and start the research up and, and move forward mm -hmm. as quick as we can. So, so I, I mean, anything in the medical industry, very long term, it's yeah. not, it's not oh, an yeah. overnight success, all right? right. Um, and so, so the IQ, how does IQ fit into this and, and, and so forth? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're a senior or? Yeah, I'm senior? a rising senior, yeah. And then, no, I'm no, a sophomore. sophomore. All right, sophomore. cool. So how did you guys get involved with the IQ? I mean, did you just see it? Did a professor say, hey, listen, you got to do this? Or? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Matt actually found it. So I think, I think he just was searching around for things that could get us get some money. sort of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We, so we initially were looking at it as just a source of money. But then once we realized, you know, the incubator program um, afterwards was, uh, could connect us to so many mentors. As you noted, it, it's it's getting anything approved, mm -hmm. especially something like this, which is which is pretty groundbreaking, uh, and it's and it's the aggressiveness of its application is really really difficult. And we know we can't do it alone. You know, we're pretty much just kids out of college, so yeah. we don't know what the heck we're doing. And so having these mentors here to give us advice and guide us and you know tell us the things we don't know so that we can learn them and get good at them. That's, I, I mean, that's something you really can't put a dollar mm -hmm. figure on. And so that's, we're, we're just really enthusiastic to be part of the program. No, no like the mentor network is, is just, each each person, each company has come on, the mentor network is great. I mean, we know it in Connecticut. I mean, that that's one of the good things about we have in Connecticut. So wh what else about the, wh what about the incubator? What else that is, is got you to this point? You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. eight, 10 started, eight, eight yeah. are left, right? Yeah. So how, wh why did you guys stick it through? I mean... You, 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 you picked an industry where if you if you can't get through an incubator, you're definitely not going to be able to get through the right, FDA process. Right. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, um, I just, I've always felt like I was more comfortable with science. Mm -hmm. um, that was always something that I've always felt like it's, it's a realm I personally understand well and I'm comfortable with. Uh, business, not so much. It's sometimes a little more difficult. It doesn't always make sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, so 
Um, I, I work in Farmington, actually. I was just there this morning at a lab meeting. So uh, initially, I was a little hesitant to, you know, take time at a lab for a whole day to come down and um, and just basically get lectured at. But I realized quickly within the first few times of coming that these these were experts in the field providing me with a skill set that I really lacked at the beginning. And I feel already, even though it's only been really uh, eight sessions or so, or I don't know exactly how many it's been, but I already feel like I understand it and more comfortable mm-hmm. in the business aspect, which is something that you know is going to be important as we move this thing forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, now, um, so so this kind of stuff. I mean, CRISPR again. A lot of people going into it. So I mean, I assume there has to be other companies going after the using it for cancer, right? I mean, there's there. Ha- I mean, I'm just assuming, right? Yeah. I mean. I'm not quite sure exactly where all these companies are with their progress towards treating cancer with CRISPR because, you know, if you're going to patent it, you want to keep it quiet until you do. Mm-hmm. And even after that, you know, some people just like keeping things quiet anyway, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I know there are companies in China that are, you know, going forward with using CRISPR-Cas9 on the human genome in live humans. Which is, it's just like crazy, right? It's just, I mean, it's, I mean, it, that's, that's the big moral debate. I mean, that's the interesting part. You talk about the moral debate is that every person in the United, or every company in the United States that's working with CRISPR has, is having that same moral debate, right? They right. have to. And it's a very open discussion about it. And unfortunately, we can't have that same discussion with the people in China because they're like, whatever. Well, yeah, you know, like, we'll just do it, right? So, um, so, so, yeah, so it, it's kind of, so the field is just kind of like, it's new. Secretive? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it that kind of? Is it's it that? It's not really that it's secretive. I think it's more that it's just new. It's brand new, and um, this is the ground floor, really. Yeah, you don't know what's going to succeed and what's not, and so you kind of you got to dampen your expectations a little bit because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be saying in in the press that oh we've cured cancer right but really you haven't because you haven't gone through all the testing required to figure out if you, you actually put can. it in a human yeah. 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 <laughs> So. And the thing with our method is it's different for every single person. Really? We go in and we take the DNA of a person and a, the DNA of the tumor, and then we use those to determine where new PAM sequences are created. Oh. So this is, it's not a one-size-fits-all, we're going to put CRISPR inside you, and then you're going to be cancer-free within, within the end of the year. It's let's look for things that we can use right. to help remove your cancer. And now, can can this also be applied in a preventative way? Not it, quite. Not quite. Because you have to have the cancer there first to identify what mutations in that cancer are causing it to be. Gotcha. Okay. But, but and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm speaking like not a doctor. <laughs> but He's definitely he not a not doctor. <laughs> and I do not play one on uh, the internet. Um, but... Um, Normally, people have cancer cells within their body before the cancer gets to a point where it's like yeah. an issue, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So technically, from a preventative, right, it's like yeah. if you if you were preventatively taking blood samples and this and that, and you could find a cancer, yeah. be like, oh, well, this cancer in 24 months is going to explode. Listen, right. you know? they're, they're being very like, careful with their words. Yeah, they're well, doing this yeah. right. You but, guys are... But, <laughs> but, 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 I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, that's the kind of, like, you, kind of a you, thing, too, is that... Right, and down the line, once detection mechanisms get good enough, we could, in theory, uh, you know, put it in that application, too, as more of a prophylactic mm-hmm. treatment. Nice, nice. Yeah. So what was your ask here today? 
Well, like, I know, again, you're in a very early stage. I mean, you did say you filed a patent, right? You yeah. already you already filed a patent, so it's good. You can mm. be a little feel more comfortable, you right? You can't steal their ideas, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, right. Um, so, so what was your ask here at the IQ? So we actually, um, we were very lucky to, uh, the lab that I work in, uh, our PI is very generous. He's, he's allowing us to do a lot of our preliminary work just in the, the cell culture, the really simplified mm-hmm. stuff there. So we don't actually need money right now, but our ask today was, um, for mentorship and guidance as we move forward in the process. And we got some really good offers from some people who are looking to connect us to, uh, you know, those people who can help us with the next stages down the line. That have been through forward. the FDA process. Exactly. Or, right? right. All that, the regulatory rigmarole and all that stuff. And it's always one of those good things is uh, those things where it's like, ask for advice, get funding. Yeah. Ask for funding, <laughs> you get advice. So yeah. you went, you went, you went exactly. about this, you know. Is uh, that why it works, huh? Yeah. You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, any anything about the um, the IQ that really challenged you that you didn't like that was kind of didn't maybe fit for the company or I mean did all three of you go through it or yes yeah so well Nandan kind of hopped on toward the end but the presentation aspect was me and Matt and I think what we found most challenging I don't know if we disagreed with it in total or was just quantifying the market it, it's it's difficult to talk about that sort of thing early on with your testing and when you're talking about something with cancer um, like true a method like ours where you can, in theory, treat most, if not all, types of cancer. The You're Like, our market's huge. Exactly. The our market is huge. dying, people. Like, yeah, uh. yeah. And <laughs> it's really kind of strange to talk about yeah. your customers as patients. So that was a little bit difficult to navigate, and we struggled with that a bit. Um, I mean, clearly we did well enough to get to the next stages, yeah. but... Um, yeah, that was, that was, I think, the most difficult part. Of so the almost putting a business around the science. Exactly, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Any anything from? Uh, I know you said uh, you kind of hopped on later, yeah. but how did how did you see it from a computer science kind of standpoint? Um, I I wasn't really quite exposed to the business aspect of things before you know I, I came here, and it really got my mind thinking about okay, well we have a technology is really cool, you know we can we can change a lot we can change the world with it, but how do we take that from okay, we've got this it works in the lab to let's make it a real thing mm-hmm. right, and those steps and all the considerations that go into that are not something that I thought about a lot. You know, how do you get funding? Who are people who will fund your your invention, Mm -hmm. right? And how do you go from having no working capital to getting, you know, the $25 million you need to start doing what you're doing? And I would say 25 million is like a a low number. Very, very conservative. (laughs) That's a very, very, like, very conservative number. So, well, great. I mean, I mean, honestly, CRISPR stuff, I could talk about the moral uh, issues about it all day. Really I think cool. it, it, it we'll is, have to have you guys on for like a full um, length podcast. Yeah, but, um, but Eric really wants to talk about this. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean, honestly, the, it is it is a very ethical thing to change yeah. human DNA it's and then really it goes on and then you're I mean, you change who humans are and everything right. like that. So um, so it's very interesting. We l- wish all the best for you. And um, so if anybody wants to get in touch with you, um, any mentors, any advisors that can do it, where can they reach you? So I can be reaching my email, ryan.englander at gmail.com. England spelled, Englander spelled England with an E-R. We'll put it in the show. Yeah, we'll put it in Uh So, yeah, that's really where you can get me. And I think if we have one point of contact. That's this, perfect. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so great. Thank you for coming on, and uh, congratulations on the pitch and everything. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to the CT Startup Podcast. We want to thank our audio sponsor, the Murphy Kalina Law Firm, our guests for their time and input, our production company, Sublime Exposure Online, and of course you, our listeners, for helping make all this possible. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, our webpage at ctstartup.com, and our Twitter at ctstartupcast. And please make sure to join our newsletter for all the latest information on the Connected Startup Show.